Um, number one, if you want to write this down, I didn't have the time to put it on a slide, so get your paper, pen and paper out and write this down. And you can go on YouTube, and his name's Bill Johnson. Everyone say Bill Johnson. And he is the pastor at is it Bethel that has the wonderful worship. He did a sermon, and I think it was a lot longer. This is a clip from this sermon. It's only 13 minutes long, so I figure you can handle that. And it's called How to Hear His Voice. Say it. How to Hear His Voice. Listen to it. And then when you're done, listen to it again. It's that good. And it's, it, there's just a lot in 13 minutes there, so please listen to that. Amen? Then, also I want to remind you, and I won't ask you to raise your hands because I don't want to embarrass you. Well, I'll ask you to raise your hands. No. Remember I had a prayer supplication written out. How many Remember? Do it. Do it. Are you aware of what I'm saying? When pastor the shepherd says, means do it. Because it's good. And this is what the prophet said. And if we don't do what the prophet said, we're disobedient. So it's not you're disobedient to the shepherd... You're being disobedient to what the prophet is saying to do. And, and it's a good thing because it talks about writing down what you're asking God to do for you in this new year. You have not because you ask not. You ask not. So will you do that? Amen. Let's stand on our feet this morning. Let's uh, do our intro, amen? Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I've looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. Because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise you. Thus I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. Amen.
be displayed Every time we say Jesus high If the walls fall down And your spirit Every time we say Jesus high Jesus high Jesus high Lift up the King Lift up your praise and let God arise. Let Jesus high. Let Jesus high. Oh, lift Jesus high. Lift up the up your praise and let God
you to do, I want you to sit down in the natural, but not in the spirit. Amen. And I, this next song they're going to sing is, is beautiful, it's prophetic. So hook up with it. Amen.
it's not by might nor by power but by the spirit of God manifested even this hour it's a season to get out of the realm of reason and open your hearts to what the spirit of God is doing don't be distracted and pulled here and pulled there But you get your gaze and your holy stare upon Him, the author and the finisher, the one who started it and the one who's going to finish it. So draw near to me in this new season. And put down your spiritual roots by rivers of living water. Draw near to me. 
I've promised I will draw near to you. Don't allow the world to distract you and influence you. But plant your spiritual roots down deep in my word. And abide in me. And I will abide in you. And you will ask what you will and it shall be done for you. Because you're abiding in the vine. Open your eyes to see. And open your ears to what my spirit is declaring in this season. Make it your spiritual priority to fellowship with me day by day. Make it your spiritual purpose to do what I ask you to do. For you've entered in a time where you must obey and get in line. No more pulled here and pulled there. But be focused. And make sure your heart is not filled with care. For I've promised you peace. Supernatural peace. So rest in me. Abide in me. And you will see great things in the days ahead. And you will be used by my Spirit. If you'll make that quality decision. To draw near to me. We worship you in this house this morning. Holy One. We welcome you in this house this morning. Spirit of grace. Oh, Father, we do seek your face. There's no one else on the earth. Nothing that we desire more than you. We love you. We honor your son Jesus this morning in this house. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Worship you. Worship you. Worship you. Thank you, Lord.
Now, this morning in this atmosphere, it's so easy to receive from the Spirit of grace. So if you need healing in your body today, I want you to come. You need healing. And then I want those that are, now listen to what I'm going to say, that are, the word is struggle. You're struggling with something right now. Something, and you, I don't need to know what you're struggling with, but you're struggling. We all go through struggles. It might be something soulish, it might be physical. It might be a sin, it might be a habit, I don't know, but God knows. And I want you to know today, the Spirit of grace is here, and all you have to do is open your heart and receive in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We worship you. Now just stay in that attitude of worship. Oh, Holy Spirit, my friend. Praise your Lord. Praise your Lord Jesus. We sense your presence, Holy One. And it's in your presence we find our answers. It's in your presence we receive healing. We thank you. We thank you. Um, the reason I'm, I'm just taking my time because the Spirit of God can deal with your heart yes we lay hands on people and that's that's part of it but sometimes I think we get in in too big of a hurry oh spirit of grace it's the anointing that destroys the yoke so we thank you for the release of that anointing today in the name of Jesus in the name of Of Jesus. Receive in Jesus' name. Receive in Jesus' name. Receive in Jesus' name. And Father, as He stands here for Amy today, we release healing anointing. Jesus name Jesus name Jesus name Jesus <laughs> Yes 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 we thank you We thank you Wonderful God faithful and true Thank you Lord Jesus Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. We release that anointing. We say receive in the name of Jesus. 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 Oh, 
thank you, Father, for that sweet, precious anointing of God today. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. We loose that anointing. We say receive. Simply receive. Simply receive. <laughs> Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Excuse me. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> That's the Holy Ghost. It's all right to cry. That's part of it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hmm. Thank you, Spirit of Grace. Supernatural miracle working God. We release that anointing today. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. 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 In the name of Jesus, we release that anointing. Thank you, Spirit of Grace. Spirit of Grace. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Doing a deep work. Thank you. We love you, Lord. We love you. We thank you for your presence. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for doing a deep work in all of our lives. Spirit, soul, and body. And I want to remind you today that Satan is a liar. So don't entertain the lies that he speaks seductively in your ear, quietly in your ear. Don't be drawn after those lies. Keep focused on the truth, the word of the Lord in the hour. Don't be distracted by lies. He's the father of lies. And you have the spirit of truth on the inside of you. And you know the voice of the good shepherd. And the voice of liars you will not entertain. In the name of Jesus. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Holy Spirit. I told you a while back the services will not be as usual they'll not be the same they'll be different every Sunday I believe that so don't grow familiar with the things of God don't grow familiar with the spirit of God we're not here to meet your personal agenda we're here to follow after the father's agenda and what the spirit of grace wants to do we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. One of the hardest things for believers is learning how to wait on God. 
because we want to get in there and make things happen. I'm a shaker and a mover, so I have to spend more time every day just in solitude to learn not to allow my flesh to get me to do this and get me to do that. That's not God. The Spirit of God leads. He doesn't push. So learn how to be quiet and sit down in His presence. Not necessarily even pray or asking for anything. Just say, Father, I love you and I want to be in your presence today. I want to sit at the feet of Jesus today. And you start that regimen every day. Pretty soon you're, you're going to learn how to be more sensitive to the Spirit's leading. Amen? Amen. Thank you for being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Thank our worship team. I'm going to be starting a, a little mini-series on finances and money, scriptural principles of finances, but today's not the day. So I'm just going to give you a couple quick announcements, and then we'll receive this morning's tithes and offerings. Uh, number one, and it was up on the, the board, or up on the projector, on Sunday, February 6th, we're going, instead of having Donut Day, we're going to have a fellowship dinner. And uh, the intention is to fellowship. It'll be a covered dish dinner. We'll give you more, you know, basically bring a main dish, a side dish, or a dessert, and we'll eat together after church. What we'd like to do is have an area of games for the kids, and then we want to open up the upstairs with the pool tables and the foosball and all that for the youth, 13 and up, so they have time to be together, and we can just fellowship together. So that's Sunday, February 6th. Also on the projector, you may have noticed at the end of March, March 26th and 27th, I believe, we're having a a guest minister here. His name is John Tash. Not John Tash like in iHeartRadio, but John Tash. And he's a children's minister. He ministers to children, for children, and he teaches people how to minister to children. And so that Saturday... We are going to have a workshop for our children's workers. So if you're involved in children's ministry in any way, please set that day aside and by all means attend that. If you're interested in children's ministry, you're also welcome to attend. It would be a great thing for just grandparents and and parents to attend to understand how to minister to the hearts of children because that is a great harvest field right now. So that is Saturday believe it's the 26th of March, and then that next day, Sunday, he will just minister in the regular service to the whole congregation. So mark those dates on your calendar. Also, if you're aware of what's going on with LR14, the Convention of States, the first round passed this week, surprisingly fast. And it has to pass three, three votes, three times. And it isn't going to go without a fight. The forces of hell are not going to sit down and just let it happen. So we need to step up, stay in faith, and that probably the next vote will be on Wednesday, and they'll probably filibuster it. So then it has to have, I think, 33 votes to get out 
of the filibuster and then at least 25 votes to pass it for time two. There's two things you can do. If you can't go and be there, by all means, pray and stay in faith. If you can go to the Capitol, they want you there by 8.30, meet in the rotunda. And if you have any questions about that, you can talk to Steve afterwards. So those are the main three announcements. One other thing is we have your tax-deductible giving receipts ready. They are prepared by our accountant firm, which is the Jack Sabat accounting firm. So if uh, you need those, you want those, you can pick them up in the lobby afterwards. If you have any problems or questions about them, you can come to me and ask. Usually we don't have any problems, but if we do, there's three main areas. Number one, you fill out the envelope without, with your name and no amount. So that doesn't do us any good. Or you fill out the amount and not your name. So we can't account that to you. And the third thing is sometimes your writing is really unlegible. And I can usually decipher it, but Jack Sabatka's office doesn't know you. So those three things, make sure you fill out those envelopes correctly when you give your tithes and offerings. And then, like I said, at the end of the service, you may pick those up. Ushers, you can go ahead and receive this morning's tithes and offerings. Thank you very much. Amen. Can I cut to the chase? Oh, I've got I've got so much to say today, and and I'm not going to wear you out. So I'll bottom line it. Steve gets that, don't you, Steve? We've been on a series we started started last year about. It was entitled "Behold Your City." Say that with me: "Behold Your City." And in Luke 19, verse 41, Jesus is coming into Jerusalem and it says, And when he was come near, he beheld the city. That means he really looked. It means that he saw the big picture. Say big picture. And so Jesus saw the big picture. And as Christians and as believers, we need to see the big picture. And you know what? Safe to say, I think most of you here today... See the big picture, what's going on in the world, in the nation. But we need to be able to see by the Spirit and discern what God's doing in our city. And when I say city, because we have people from different towns around, I'm talking about the region also. 
It says, when he was come near, he beheld the city. And then verse 44, Jesus says, you did not come progressively to recognize and know and understand from observation and experience the time of your visitation. That is when God was visiting you, the time when God showed himself gracious towards you and offered you salvation through Christ. And so for the for the next few Sundays, and I'm not even going to probably get into what much what I wanted to share today and we'll do that because God is gave me some revelation. Do you know you can read something and read something and read something in the Bible and boom, you see it. Yesterday she said, listen to this, and she said she had revelation and understanding, and when she gets that, I, I started asking her questions. She just basically said, shut up and let me read. Leave her alone. That's my wife, and we get along, that's fine. And then she began to share with me, and it, it just, I thought, why, why didn't we get that? Why didn't we see that? And I say this, and I, I'm saying this, I believe it's by the Spirit today. This year... You're going to receive more revelation than you have in a lot of the years combined of your Christian walk. But that doesn't come by being insensitive to the things of God and the spirit. Things like the atmosphere today when you really, you know, reverential fear of God and you're you're just quiet and and your eyes are on Jesus you're, you're going to receive some answers to some questions that you've had for a long time. I believe that with all my heart. And, and God began to open my, my eyes and I knew some things, but it's just like the Spirit of God comes in then and, and really opens your eyes and you behold, just like Jesus when he looked at Jerusalem, you really see the big picture. And and that's why I want want to and you know I was excited because I wanted to give you and probably have to wait till next Sunday, but uh, I want to read to you. Um, in fact, once you look at Acts two forty, we'll read that scripture. Acts chapter two forty. This is the early church, and in my Bible, the heading says. A vital church grows. In verse 40 he says, And with many other words he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized. And that day about 3,000 souls were added to them, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine or teaching and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul. Boy, that's, we're going to see that in the days ahead, the fear of God. Came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. And I, I'm going to change that, and, and I'm not going to add to the Word of God, but I believe in the days ahead, we're going to see many signs and wonders done through the believers, through you. I believe that. Now, all who believed were together and had all things in common, sold their possessions and goods, divided them among all as anyone had need. And I, I say this too. I, I really believe that, that this year, if, if you'll give in to the spirit of giving, if you'll yield to the spirit of giving and being more generous than you have before, you're going to be blessed. 
So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God, having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved, those who were being saved. And then I gave you a lot of scriptures and maybe I'll write this down so you can have them on on scriptures that emphasize the word city. You know, Jesus went about. All the villages in the cities, you know, preaching and teaching and healing. Amen. And so God is a God of cities. Say that. God is a God of cities. Why do you suppose he wants cities? Because he loves people. All kinds of people, not just the elite, the middle class. He loves everyone. And he wants all of them to hear the gospel and hear the good news. Now, I went back and and pulled out. I have kept every prophecy from the 80s that's ever been spoken over me, my wife, and this church. And the book is this thick. So I pulled some out. And I want to read them to you. If that's all right. And uh, I want you to catch the spirit, the spirit of God and what he's saying here. And and Kathy drew my attention to one from 1992 by a prophet named Ed Dufresne, who's gone on to be with the Lord. But this first one is was uh, given to us at uh, 300 South Second, and that was the old Lutheran Church, and that's where we started. And it was 1988. This gentleman was from Omaha. He's a pastor. He's no longer a pastor, but this is what he said by the Spirit. Now I want you to listen. It'll not be many days hence, says the Lord, as you obey my word, that I shall bring in a new dimension of flood to this city. Are you listening? Key words. What's the key word? Flood. And this is speaking to the church. And it is an oasis in a dry, parched land. And it will be known as a place of refreshing, cool, clear waters. And the people shall come and they'll be satisfied. They'll rejoice for their thirst is quenched. They'll suffer no more. For they found in here a place of deliverance, a place where love flows. And it is a place that I say shall be a landmark in the spirit. A landmark and a signpost on the way to possessing the land. And it will be said and it will be known of this body. They truly have love one for another. For how great is their faith. For faith works by love, and the love you have and the capacity must be extended. And yes, demand must be placed upon it to increase, for the capacity which you'll need is not yet existent. But as you give and as you stretch yourself, your capacity shall be expanded and the substance shall increase. And you'll be filled with plenty so that whatever need comes in this place, you shall surely satisfy in plenty and in abundance. Now, that's good. This is one of the first, I think one of the first prophecies we've received as a church. And a mantle of strength and leadership shall rest upon you if you'll hearken to the word of the Lord, and it shall turn a hopeless situation around for many. And they'll say, come, for here you find life. And yes, they'll accept you and fellowship with you, with you that you might be made free. Come all who are hurting. Call, come all who are wounded. Come all who are in need and receive. 
for we're willing to give. That will be your heart's cry, and they will come for, from every direction to the place that satisfies. That's, that's a wonderful word. See, you, you wage warfare with the word and the prophecies. And so that's why you keep them and you go over them. This is the one given by, the, uh, by Ed Dufresne. And, and this was, first one was 1988, November 1988. This was given on August 25th, 1992. Were we at the hotel? Ramadi Inn, which is no longer there. And he said this. Now listen to key words. I do know this by the Spirit. I see this dam opening up and there's going to be a flood. Now, Kathy brought that to my attention. Where did the dam open up in a couple years ago? Spencer, which created all the floods. I see this dam opening up. There's going to be a flood of a move of the Holy Spirit. And it has to do with the move. It has to do with the new place. And at that point, we were looking for property. And we hadn't found our home yet. It has to do with the newness of that. Five years you've been cutting at the root of religion. Well, it's been a lot longer than five. And the things you haven't seen yet, but it has been dying. But now when you make the move, you'll see it come out of the tree and you'll see the fruit. I also see this in my spirit, that someone's going to give you a $10,000 check along with the sale of the building to go towards another building. Now, we, prof- we have no in part and we prophesy in part. He gave that in 1992. And sometimes we get something like that and we were at that point of, of getting a new property and we think, well, where's the $10,000 check? But in 2018, 19, the dam broke. Orphan Grain Train came and gave us a check for $10,000. And so, you know, sometimes prophets, they'll say things and, and, and they think maybe it's for right now and it's not necessarily for right now. It could be 20, 30 years later. Did you catch the spirit? Of, now, here's, here's another one. This was given by Greg Fritz in t- two, 20, 2012. So do you think in your heart that this is the end and we're winding it up? This is the conclusion that the church has had a good run and it's winding down for it's not the end, it's only the beginning. The things you've done up to now have only prepared you for what is to come, so don't think it's over. No, just it's just started. A season may be coming to a close, but a new season begins, and that's what we're in. New things New things, new things, new ways to reach people, new ways to touch your city, new ways to influence the world. And so be prepared for you have the bases covered. And when you need help, it'll be there. When you need a person or a gift or an anointing, it will be there. When you need a person in this place or in that place, they'll be there. You'll find you may not see them before you need them. But when you need them... They will be there. He says, you'll find you may not see them before you need them, but when you need them, they will be there, for I'm drawing them from every direction to come and stand in place of assistance and places of ministry so that every need will be met and every area will be covered. 
And no one person will bear the load themselves, but it'll be spread out. It'll be a joy, and your work shall not be laborious, and it will not be drudgery, but your work for the kingdom, but your work for the kingdom, for the harvest will be a joy, and it will bring you strength, so much pleasure that at the end of the day, you'll say, I feel better now than when I woke up this morning, because it is my meat to do the will of him that sent me. And so look forward to the days ahead for their days, for their days not to wind Wind down, but to gear up. They're days of glory, days of harvest, days of fruitfulness. Say that with me. They're days of glory, days of harvest, and days of fruitfulness. So rejoice, rejoice for one season's coming to an end. But new things, new things are springing forth now in the name of Jesus. That's good. Now, what I began to and um, talk about I want to talk about, and just give me about five minutes, is this. And the revelation that God gave me, I went back and looked at another prophecy, and this was given by um, Mike Plain in 2010. I'll just read it since I'm reading prophecies. He says, I also sensed this afternoon as I was preparing Praying, there are strategic doors in this community that God has set up. I see the doors set up. They're strategically set up, and you walk from one door, and it leads you to another door, which leads you to another door. And these doors go right into the heart of the community. Harvest Church has a heart for this community. But in this year, the strategic doors, God is going to um, lead you to the heart of this community because the influence that you bring and because of that which you've plowed and you have sowed, you've labored. And now, he says, 2010 will be a year and you will really step into some harvest. Now, he's not a prophet. He's really apostolic. And so here again, we have him. We're all imperfect vessels. So we, we hear the word, 2010. We hear the whatever and we think, oh, it's got to be now. I believe this prophecy for was, is for this season. Now listen, um, you've rightly named your, your church, Harvest Church, you've, because it's a place that is a storehouse. Because God says, I've been watching you. You've been laboring. You've been taking the steps that I've ordered. And now you've come to the place where I'm going to release this year my divine order into your midst, into your midst. Now, this is what I want you to catch. It seems as though God has strategically set you on the east side of the city as an east gatekeeper. Cities have gatekeepers. Some are kept by the kingdom of darkness. Some have been kept by the kingdom of light. But it seems as though God has set you on the east side. The east is very strategic. It's one of the most strategic positions. And as I studied, it is. There were three specific tribes on the east side. And so I looked them up, and it's interesting which tribes are on the east. God has set you in a strategic position, and it's not even, even though it's represented in the geographic, but more spiritually, more spiritually, more spiritually, God has set you on the east side as the east gatekeeper. What's a gatekeeper? We're going to talk about that next Sunday. As the east gatekeeper. As the East, you got to understand, you got to begin to look at things through heaven's eyes. Don't always look at things through the natural. Don't always, it says, 
Um, don't always look at things in the natural. Have the eyes as the Spirit of God. Have spiritual eyes. See your impact in your position of authority is not determined by number. It's determined by your hearts and your obedience and your giving in to do what God wants you to do. And this is what I, that I want you to hear because this is important. There's an authority that's in this house. Now, you military people, do you understand authority? You bet. But sad to say, most people don't even understand authority in the realm of the Spirit. And in the days ahead, we can't do anything unless we're walking in authority as believers. He says, there is an authority that is to be relished, understood, and protected, not to become familiar with. I'm going to make sure I don't trip on my lace. There's an authority that is here. And it's because you're so strategically positioned, there has to be that level of authority. That's why the authority is here, because of your strategic position. And the spiritual will be in this community. Remember the song, Only the Strong Survive, Only the Strong. See, this house was meant to produce strength. This house is meant to produce strength. Hallelujah, to produce strength. It's a day that we need to be strong in the Lord in the power of His might. It's not a day that we need dog and pony shows. I I promise you one thing. You'll never have a dog and pony show here. It's a day we must live and move and have our being with a level of strength because there's a city, there's a city, there's a wealth. The welfare of, of a city and this... This is sobering. Are you listening? The welfare of a city is in your hands. The spiritual welfare of this city is in your hands. That's why God is directing you and will... Um, I don't, this must be a misspelling. That is why God is directing you. And you're in the season that you're in because there's so much that this city, not even, an, even announced or unannounced, that is relying on you, that's relying on you, Harvest Church. Take up the child, take up the challenge, not to do it in your strength. Now, I know I, I, I said a lot here, but there's a thread all through this. And I'll get into the, the gatekeeper part next week, and I'll give you the three tribes and what they did on the east side. See, they set it up strategically. The tabernacle was in the middle, and so there was four directions. Uh, let me read you. I've got to read you this. I got it. it won't take long if I, got, if I can find it here. Um, the importance of the east. Let me just, it's a paragraph. The Hebrews, or the Jews, divided the world into four parts, which they termed the four corners of the earth. The basic direction for the Hebrews was the east. So direction was important. The east. The direction of the rising sun. In determining direction, the Hebrews faced the point where they knew the sun rose each day. Thus, the east was the front, sometimes called the place of dawning. All other directions received their designations relative to the east as the front. Thus, west was the rear, north was on the left, 
and south was on the right. And I know this church, you know, should be facing the other direction, which the new one will. That's how we'll build a new one. But the, the east was really strategic, really important. And so all through the years you hear prophecies, oh, that sounds good. And then you begin to think about this. But when you hear, you hear the statement, the stand up, the welfare of the city is upon you. That's sobering, folks. Everyone here has a part to play. And I, I don't want to embarrass you, Rachel, but I'll, I'll try. You don't realize you stepping into that position so that other young lady can come up here and sing because she don't belong back there. She belongs up here. Don't you think? So you coming in and, and you're, you are a leader, Rachel, and you're, you're intelligent and you're so capable and we haven't even begun to tap into your gift. We need you. We need everybody here. No more sitting on the sidelines. Father, today we thank you. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for ministering to us. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for opening our eyes to see the importance of our calling as a church body. Not only today, but in the days ahead. Open our eyes to see and our ears to hear. For those who are the led by the Spirit of God are the sons and daughters of God. So, Holy Spirit, you've got to lead us in the days ahead. And we, when we don't get it, we don't see it, it doesn't sink in. Holy Spirit, speak again. So that we can all hook up together and be in agreement for what you want us to do. We love you and we honor you. And we thank you, Father, for your manifested goodness. And we thank you, Lord, for prophecy and the gift of prophecy that brings direction and confirmation. We give you all the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 What? Go ahead. To mention this, and we've been, he and I've been talking about it, but not specifically, but he'll go along with me. Lonnie may know more about this, but there, there is a church in Tilden and it had a fire. And when we had our flood, it looked like devastation and it was God blessed us. Amazingly, people just blessed us. So some of the people that attend Patriots United attend that church in Tilden. And they were telling us about it. I don't have all the particulars. But what we want to do is sow into them like people sowed into us. So next week, your, our, your tithes and offerings always go to the church where you're fed. But if you, or your tithes. But if you have offerings Pray and you would it. like to sow, give that, we're going to receive that next week with our offering. And we'll designate it and we will send the full amount or give the yeah, full amount Yeah, I just to told them. her to write out a check for $1,000. So. But we can do more than but that. But we can do more than that. And why, why, when this woman told me about that instantly in my heart, I'm thinking, you know, we've been so blessed and we've received, we need to learn how to give. And so you pray about what you can, and I think it's the Church of Christ. And I think that pastor's been in that community for a long time. Who? Do you know him? You're grinning, so he's a good man, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Is he bald? 
So we're going to bless them. And I believe, God, we can do more than a thousand. It would, would have been easy for us just to write a check and give. But, you know, then, then you don't have that opportunity to sow a seed. So pray about it, and we'll do that next Sunday. God bless you. Have a good week. Yes. I'll find out for you. Maybe I can find out before on Tuesday night. And, yeah, I thought of that, too. So see what they need. What happened was they left a candle burning. And what it did, it didn't burn the structure down, but it just must have done, destroyed everything on the inside, you know, the pews and everything else. So, amen. God bless you. Thank you.